0: Uh, hello and welcome my name is temp
1: <laughs>
2: oh my name is dante <laughs>
1: and i'm <laughs> <arfy
0: derfy. laughs> and this is go mode a link to the past randomizer podcast so there's a little bit of a part two to my a christmas story anecdote that i was uh telling or the point that i was making last episode if you guys would uh, indulge me and you i might have told you this so If this sounds familiar, let me know if you know how it ends. But uh, I want to tell you about when I went up to the Christmas story house in Cleveland, Ohio.
2: Okay. All right.
0: So, uh, so I'm up there with uh, my wife and and her family and we're touring and there's, there's tours that where you actually go through the house and you know, you're in the living room and it's set up just like it is in the movie with the uh, tree there and the kitchens off to the side. Um, And again, if you see the movie, it's, it's instantly recognizable. It's really cool to be in there. So this tour guide is standing on one of the stairs so that he can, uh, be seen and talk to us. And he's given a spiel. It's clearly something that's been rehearsed. He's done a million times. And while he's talking, there is a, another person in the corner of the room talking at full volume, completely ignoring what this guy is saying. And it is a insanely distracting like everyone is like looking over at this person and for me we're kind of like in the kitchen and this is over at like the front of the house so there's like a room full of people this is back in 2019 uh 2018 actually there's a room full of people and then whoever this person is so I can't see what's happening but I just hear this and the tour guide like he can't keep talking through this so he like kind of quiets down looks over and is like um excuse me like what's what's going on over there and uh (laughs) By the way, have you, have I told you guys this before? Have you have you heard me talk about this? I
1: don't think so. It doesn't I seem very familiar
0: so far not. at least. Okay. So, um I eventually like kind of like peek through the the crowd or whatever and um it is uh, two people recording a podcast in this Christmas story house while this tour is going on. <laughs> and one of them is a famous person. Uh and I I I almost kind of want you guys to try to guess who the famous person is, but it's so insanely off the wall. And they're also not that famous anymore that I think we'd be here forever. If I did that,
2: I I had a guess, but then, um, and when you said they're not actually that famous, I, I lost my guess.
0: (laughs) And it's also it's very much probably a '90s kids will remember kind of thing because this person was more famous, and I think in the '90s. But um, it was uh, Fox News broadcaster Geraldo Rivera. (laughs) Is it in this room? Baseball player too. I don't think so. The thing that I remember or that he's most kind of famous for, he had his own show. Uh, He has a mustache. It's like very obnoxious. Oh, him. Um, He's older, but he's like in extremely good shape. Like he works out like way too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And the big thing that kind of made him famous is like on his show back in the 80s or 90s, I think 90s, he was going to open up Al Capone's vault. That had supposedly supposedly been sealed for like decades. And he had like a live camera crew there and they had hacked their way in and they opened it up and there was absolutely nothing in there. And it was a huge letdown. And he looked like an absolute jackass on TV. And that was like kind of what everybody made fun of him for. Um, and that was the first thing that left in my mind when I saw him at, you know, just in, in this uh, room, totally disrupting the tour. Like, clear, I, I don't know, like the owner of the house like didn't work out that there was going to be a tour at the same time they wanted to do this thing. Or maybe that was part of the idea is you wanted to hear the tour happening in the background while they were recording the podcast, which is fine for the podcast, but totally ruined the tour for all of us. So mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just like an extremely weird uh, situation. And just one of those things I still kind of can't believe happened and i i kind of wanted to yell at him at the moment at the time but like i was with my wife and her family and I, they probably wouldn't have appreciated that so i just i was i just kind of kept down and i was i was cool about it but um I, such a weird thing to have happened on that day probably the last person i expected to see there yeah. I should try to find that podcast he was recording. I, it literally has not even occurred right, to me. Let's <laughs> see. That's out there somewhere, <laughs> I was right? It's, say. Much like the leg lamp, that podcast is, is probably released and it's out there somewhere. It, so maybe
2: the first sort, the first search result was roadkill with Geraldo. Um, but I okay. think that's his podcast.
0: Well, let me do Geraldo Rivera Christmas story. If he okay. does really good show notes
2: like we do, it should be. I guarantee you that no one does show notes <laughs> overall. As oh, oh, here it is. the Tuesday man
0: editor. Oh, my God. I, there's a video of it. Am I in this video?
1: <laughs>
0: oh, Holy God. crap. Uh, is- OK, so there. this is an actual video of the scene that I was just describing happening. You can see them sitting in the corner of this room. And then off to the side is a, a whole room full of people, including me. I'm, I'm assuming I'm back there somewhere, um, patiently waiting for them to wrap up the podcast so we could continue the tour that we had all paid $10 a person for. And there's the leg lamp or the fake leg lamp, I should say. OK, so I'll include a link to this in the description. I'm not going to watch it right now. That's rude. I'm recording my own podcast. I'm kind of doing what Geraldo did. Shout out to all of you. And shout out to going an to easy allow that to happen. editing episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And I'm not editing this one a lot because I've been super busy with the holidays. Pretty much the way that we're saying this is the way that you're going to hear it. But I certainly don't mind including a link to that video in the description. So definitely look out for that. Wow. I'm glad we talked about this. That's I can't wait to go through that whole video and see if I can see myself back there. <laughs> probably looking like really pissed off. Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, Well, we are going to talk about A Link to the Past Rando today. And in fact, we are, uh, just as the clock strikes midnight tonight, metaphorically, going to be taking a Christmas Carol-esque look through the past, present, and future of Rando with a few Uh, general kind of conversations around each of those. But before we do that, let's go ahead and take a quick look into news. Really kind of the only thing happening officially in the community right now is ALT TPR League. Of course, uh, we have bracket matches going on. We have a final four uh, as we record this for our Invitational League and a final two teams for our Open League. Uh, Dante, uh, as you are one of the four teams, tell us a little bit about the Invitational
2: Final Four. Uh, it's stacked. That's, that's a little, um,
0: I would, I would say that's definitely true.
2: Yeah. Uh, the Titans mitts will be playing skull kids. And, uh, I I said this, someone said this to me and, um, and I said, we got to give the people what they want. I think it was in the interview or in an interview one time, but, um, they, uh, uh, me and Gamma are going to be going at it for our, uh, submitted, like settings mode or whatever for game three so you guys will get um to see gamma take his revenge on me <laughs> um I, I honestly like this whole series is going to be like most of them real scary for us uh kind of speaking like from the team aspect like ramon's really good at cross keys shireen's really good at the game i mean ramon's good at the game too like don't get me wrong and gamma's good at the game so um yeah. You know, it, it would like I I told some people it wouldn't surprise me this series, uh you know, to go zero and three against them. It also wouldn't surprise me if somehow we magically went three and zero. but I got mm-hmm. I have the feeling this might go to five. Who knows I, I if we went to five? I feel like we at least, you know, got a couple of hits in, you know, even if we lose in five. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's going to be nuts. Spoilers and Pug Trio is another crazy, crazy matchup. Spoilers kind of hit. A little snag early on in playoffs uh, against Go. uh, They kind of had their backs to the wall and had to fight back, which they did. So they've already kind of overcome what I call in like a bracket situation like that. That hurdle you have to get through um, to, you know, I guess like, you know, get where you want to go. I guess like every every time I watch sports, there's always the one that ends up winning it. I'm not saying the spoilers are going to win it, but they always have this thing where it looks like they're about to be out and then yeah. they're not. So they they've already had that moment. So I'm looking to see them maybe take this over pug trio. Sorry Andy, sorry Solsky. Um but it's it's probably again, I think it goes to 5 if I'm predicting. I'm sorry I took this and made it a prediction thing. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, it's this this series those are going to be don't miss uh, moments, I think. Um for the Invitational League.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. No, thank you for the uh, reporting. I, I love it. You know, a little bit of prediction, a little bit of kind of setting the stage for for both sides, of uh, both conferences, if you will. Um, and yeah, like you said, absolutely stacked. I could see any one of these teams, you know, go, going all the way. Um, but in particular, I think, you know, I, I really like. Your side of the of the conference, you know, with you and Skull Kids, I, I I think one of the two of you could end up taking it all the way, and uh, of course we'll be rooting for the Titansmiths. I'll be wearing my Titansmiths uh, tank top.
2: Oh, you got that in the mail, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, uh, forty dollars, very fair price. Oh, Happy okay. to pay forty
2: dollars. <laughs> I didn't get any of that, um, <laughs> um, but no, <laughs> no in it's, Open... it's in the mail. I think. Yeah, oh, it's in okay. The mail. All right, I'll look for that too. But mm-hmm. Open League is in finals, like you said. We've got JK LOL versus Bottles on Empty, uh, both of these really good teams. JK LOL made up of Laoria, Le- Radical Sniper, and Kaysden. Uh, Bottles on Empty, Maniacal, Maximum Barnage, and Ingembro. Um, All of them playing very, very well. Uh, and I mean, it's it's finals. They've got five games yeah. at most, and their their season will be over, win or lose. Uh, and win or lose, they're hey, they're in. Uh, what do you call it? Um, the invitation They're next year promoted. Yeah. yeah, uh, absolutely. So they, you know, all like the teams that just got eliminated. Oops, all Foxes and last location ears. They, they got their win too. They are being promoted as well. So that'll be really exciting to see how the league evolves next, next season, uh, for season five. But for now we got to finish season four. So best of luck to JKLOL and bottles on empty. I'm hoping we get to see some really, really good races, uh, with mm-hmm. these guys.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I do have to admit, uh, JKLOL with Laoria, Radical Sniper 99 in case, then all three of those, uh, you know, MT alum, uh, whether it be uh, participating or mentoring, um, and Bottles on Empty. I have to say Maniacal and Maximum Barnage, not ones that I had heard of before this tournament. Now they, I mean, they've certainly made uh, a name for themselves in a big way. Ninjembro of someone I do recognize as being kind of around a little bit longer. But, um, you know, we try to stay sort of unbiased unless, you know, one of the three of us is in uh, in one of the teams that's, that's uh, competing. Um, but I do have to say I'll, I'll definitely be pulling for, for JK, LOL. Uh, but best of luck to both teams as you go into the final match of uh, ALTTPR League Season 4 Open. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anything else going on in the community? I, there's been, you know, maybe some rumblings about what 2022 could potentially hold, but uh, nothing super solid. Do you guys have anything else you want to bring to
2: the, uh, the news table? No, I'm
1: looking- nothing that I'm aware of okay i'm okay. looking
2: forward to 2022 the year of rest that'll be <laughs> that will be a good year
0: <laughs> a good for for you and you've certainly earned it i heard someone say uh today that uh 2022 is just going to be 2022
1: mm-hmm. uh, oh my okay. gosh this this is the maybe hopefully <laughs> yeah.
0: not Hopefully not. Yeah, that would not. I, I don't. I think anyone else wants another 2020. You, I mean, sorry,
2: lives. I'm. I'm gonna go here with this. Does that mean like we're gonna get like a new version of Corona? I mean, we <laughs> haven't got. Keep in mind, since COVID has started, we have not gotten a new version of Randomizer, and I think the cure <laughs> is version 32. I, I, I mean, I, you know, no, I th- this podcast now has the disclaimer at the bottom make sure you get your facts from like actual scientists, not actual some medical, guy yeah. who plays video games. And I agree with them, but mm-hmm. I can be stupid and funny about it. And
1: I hope no one took that serious. Man. And no, I was going to say, if anything, then maybe the first like couple of months of 2020, I'll maybe take those. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Those were fine. I right? think
1: for the most part. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think they were okay. Yeah. I don't remember them that well. So that must be good. Uh all right. All well, let, yeah, let's do some quick GMP community updates. Uh, so we had uh, Oh, I did want to uh, give a quick shout out to our multi world regulars. Um, I got a chance to sit in last Friday uh, and and play with them. And I got the sense that, you know, most of those cats are, are there most Fridays. And, I you know, they were very gracious and helping me update the, the, you know, software to the latest version, which I seem to always need to do every single time. You were. Wait. And you uh, were
2: talking to cats. Mm-hmm
0: yeah like, cool cats
2: oh oh oh, the sling yeah cats. like jazz
0: cats head okay. cats you all know right. all right all yeah
2: right.
0: those kinds of cats like <laughs> jellicle cats uh so yeah um shout outs to them. you know malmo and, and the rest of the gang um i enjoyed hanging out with you and anyone who you know finds themselves free friday night at nine o'clock if you want to jump in uh feel free to jump in it's a, it's a friendly crew uh for the bi-weekly seed uh for episode 88 it was a standard Um, I just wanted to say I did play this one a couple days after we posted it, and I remember it going pretty like middle of the road for me personally. I do remember uh, Hera was a pendant, but there were two progression items in there. One of them was in the basement, and that burned a lot of people, myself included. Uh, I did go back to the Hera basement earlier than like a last location situation, but if i would have full cleared Hera when i was there it would have uh saved me probably a good like 10 minutes of looking around for stuff uh and i understand there were some people that did that and they got really good times on this one um but all in all other than that you know little snafu i felt like this one i I played it pretty well and uh i am seeing more and more Hera basement burning people and i'm starting to codify like opinions about it I, I i don't see myself skipping it for a good long while in the future just because i'm really tired of that happening hey you, you don't want to do the recency bias or like the uh, confirmation bias i guess it's called uh too often but i am you know you can only get burned so many times before you start you got to make a change right
1: i guess yeah well if the you're Rando anything, is always kind of hard to say
2: it is because if you're anything like 99 percent of players when they make the change that bias that they saw switches back and it
0: never Mm. works for them. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know what to do about that. Maybe that's a conversation for another day, but um, all in all, it's pretty fun seed. What do we want to do for 89?
1: Well, Hmm. uh, I would say we're going to pick up an old festive maybe. Okay.
2: Yeah. I think, I think there exists. We may have to DM a few folks. Uh, So Mm. here you go, guys. If you don't have a festive from, years past um it's because we couldn't find this but i know there exists a sheet with like a list of seeds from the old festive randomizers of the past whether it be 2017 2018 2019 whatever uh so as we have no news of a festive at the moment we will uh see if we can dig up one of those and uh i think it's been long enough where we could throw that in as the bws
0: yeah, yeah, I think that would be fun. Yeah, it should and be And we are, and that will loop into this episode because one of the topics we are going to talk about uh, during our feature here is festives. So this ties in perfect. All right, well then let's go ahead and get into it. All right, so as I mentioned, the clock has just struck 12. So you're maybe hearing those clock strikes right now depending on how (laughs) How much effort tuesday tim felt like putting in (laughs) and uh we're we're putting on our our ridiculous little um nightcap with the little ball on the end of it uh on our matching pajamas we've just put our our little candle we've we've, you know blown out the flame put it down (laughs) and we're we're going to sleep and uh, as not an hour after putting our heads down onto the pillow, we are visited by the ghost of Rando past. (laughs) I am the ghost of Rando past. It's it it me. And I have a question for you. (laughs) Uh, What are some of the the changes you have seen uh, since you started playing Rando all the way up until now? Uh, that you would like to comment on here this could be something that has changed that you wish it hadn't changed something that you think was one of the best changes that has been made Uh, uh, anything along the lines of like updates throughout the lifespan of the randomizer that you want to comment on so um, with that I can start if you guys want a second to kind of collect your thoughts and or you know hear an example or if one of you is is ready to go then you can get us kicked off
1: Uh, I I can start if you want me to. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so since I've been with the Rando for quite some time, I decided to take a look at the patch notes that are available on the Rando page. And uh, the first thing I want to start off with is something that's not even on there, I think, because it jumps straight from the old uh, version 8 updates to version 8.22. And the first change is making source progressive. And uh oh, yeah. I, I want to preface this by saying that I don't really dislike any of these changes that I'm talking about, but I think it'd be fun to kind of go back to the old ways sometimes. Uh I, I just thought it was a fun time to get uh, the butter sword and Kakariko somewhere and start the game with the level four sword. It kind of made the game a bit of a joke sometimes, and I'm glad they changed it realistically, but that's the first thing that kind of stuck with me when i looked through this yeah i have a question
0: so Mm -hmm. if you found the butter sword in kakariko could you then like find the master sword say in like thieves town and it would downgrade you
1: no it never downgraded you you could find the
0: other swords but it never downgraded you gotcha okay see i think it would be kind of fun if (laughs) well not fun but uh, i it this has this has me thinking that Right now, in most of the road, in most of the modes that most of us play, I think there's no negatives to opening chests. Mm -hmm. Right. There's never a like, uh, oh, crap, I shouldn't have opened that. That really hurt me. Mm -hmm. It's just, oh, crap, there was nothing there that helped me. I should have checked something else instead. Um I know it's possible to make bees come out of chests in plando and you know if you do that you're a bad person. And
2: rupours. <laughs> I, mean, I know there's
0: rupours, you know that are used in some game modes but again not not very commonly. Um and, you know, now that I kind of talk this out, I think it's that's not very fun <laughs> when you yeah. open it. You know, you're looking for things and, you know, it's like opening a Christmas present and having it be like a, a pilot. Dookie. <laughs> so yeah, I that's, think that's just not fun. It's you know? just,
1: I think the, the thing that makes it especially not fun is that you have like no control over it, because how would you know that this is a bad chest over a good chest? You're just trying to find the items to help you win the game. And suddenly yeah. you're penalized for, you know, playing the game, basically. Yeah. So never mind the,
0: you know, rolling back swords or getting penalized for opening or anything. I do think, you know, the idea is kind of funny of finding, you know, like a tempered sword in Link's house and just being like, oh, my God, let's go. I'm about to just murder everybody in this seed. <laughs> um, that's yeah. a fun idea. Yeah.
1: So be cool th- th- that's the that's the first one. And then uh, a couple of mentions from the actual point 22 patch notes here. Uh, the free lamp cone in the light world was removed. You used to have a free lamp cone in every light world dungeon, not oh. just the escape. And that was kind of fun for someone like me, who's a not very good at dark rooms and who, and who considers a lamp his frequent go mode item. So, you know, I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, and uh, another thing that they introduced with that version was that the uh, frog uh, persists uh, through saving quits and quit in the purple chest as well. So you didn't logically require the mirror for them anymore. Uh, that's a change that I think is all right. But that was kind of heavily debated at that time, I remember. Mm. Because it was such a, a big change where now suddenly the purple chest or the frog could have your mirror. And we all know how that feels, right? That's <laughs> always yeah. not a great feeling. So that was introduced there. And one last thing so I don't ramble on for too long. Um, this is, I find extremely interesting because I think this is something that a lot of people don't even realize anymore, but the line in the patch note says re-edit blue balls on Aghanim 1 and 2 and warps on Ganon with equivalent RNG for all players. Yeah. So what that means is Aga 1 and 2 used to have zero blue balls and Ganon never warped for those patch notes. So... You know, in the old versions, things were a little easier sometimes. I think overall, the changes that they've made were positive, and it's great that it does that now, especially that it's consistent across both players. So, you know, yeah. it doesn't it suddenly, you know, like in the NMG run, suddenly you're dependent on how much blue walls you get or how much Ganon Warp or whatever. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's, you know, those are kind of fundamental changes that you just kind of take for granted now that that's how the game works, but not... That long ago, uh, it was super different. Yeah. Uh, and then I want to give one last uh, honorable mention to a, a bug that I actually think is sad that got fixed. But it probably got fixed for a good reason. I'm just going to read the patch notes from point 24. It says, fix the bug where you dug up vultures.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know that was a thing
1: yep that was a thing for a I, while and i want
2: that back like that I think, needs to be a, a, a fun mode uh,
1: yeah I do you think, think it,
2: that was just the sprite or the
0: actual enemy would come up
1: i think it was the actual enemy that could hurt you as far as i remember but i think oh, it wow. had like more far-reaching consequences than just digging up a vulture it like screwed up more things or something like that so mm. that's why i said i think they probably fixed it for a good reason the the same uh the same version also had a. Had a couple of other interesting um, fixes where swords weren't really removed in Swordless, or the purple chest was removed when you saved and quit the sanctuary, or Link sometimes turned into a black bunny, which obviously also kind of hampered your progress, to say the least. Mm. So things were kind of screwy for a while, but they got fixed relatively quickly, thankfully. Interesting.
0: Yeah, the digging of vultures and having it be an enemy, that almost kind of reminds me of the thing we were just talking about with chests. And, you know, when you open it, you don't want something bad to come mm-hmm. out. However, there is kind of precedent for um, bad things happening when you, you know, uh, like slash bushes or tall grass or pick up, you know, skulls. Like sometimes there are enemies under there or, um, you know, other like kind of yeah, bombs and bad things. So that that almost kind of fits. Um, messing up other things in the game, obviously not ideal. <laughs> uh, so there's really just kind of one main thing that I wanted to talk about here that, uh, you know, when we kind of threw this around as a topic bounced into my head and I haven't really heard very many people mention cause it's, I guess, cause it's been so long, but uh, I think it was from V 29 going into V 30, we lost uh, capacity upgrades in the item pool. Mm-hmm. And I miss those. I really miss those. I really liked them. <laughs> <laughs> Could you elaborate?
2: So,
0: so yeah, what this was was. Um, no, I meant why you miss uh, them. Oh, why I miss them? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm bad, and it gives me more bombs and, and arrows and stuff. Uh, you know, because like right now. So it's just to back up and explain what this is for folks who maybe got into the game after this was introduced or, or taken away, I should say. Um, so right now, you know, there is the uh, fairy at the. Uh, light world area of Ice Palace. I forget the official name. I apologize. It's the Luck Fairy. The Luck Fairy. Okay, that's that's what I was looking for. Um, where you can go and pay money for capacity upgrades for your arrows and bombs. Um, you know, you can throw 100 rupees in and you get five extra bombs you can carry. Um, I I think specifically is like one of them. Um, and you can continue to do this and continue to get capacity upgrades. Well, the way that the randomizer used to work is for whatever reasons, even though, for whatever reason, even though those aren't items, uh, those capacity upgrades were in the item pool. So you'll, you're just kind of bebopping along and all of a sudden you open a chest and, And it's like a golden bomb with a plus five next to it. And your bomb capacity has just gone up by five. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it would also give you five bombs, right?
1: No. Yeah, there were a couple of versions, I think. Uh, Sometimes or in the beginning, they would give you a full refill and then they would give you the same amount that they also gave you capacity. And I think there was even a time where they gave you nothing or like one bomb if you had none or something like that. Yeah.
0: So once we switched from
1: V twenty nine to V thirty,
0: I started to notice uh, you know, there were a lot of times where I was running out of bombs where normally it wasn't a big deal. And same thing for arrows, you know, if you think about um, doing Armos night and maybe it doesn't go that good or say you go to Meyer and you're doing Argus or Vitrius, and uh, you, you know, the only useful thing you have other than fighter sword is a bow and you use 27 arrows to try to take down all the little, you know, eyes. And then let's say you go to Ganon next, you might be in a position where you don't have enough arrows to get through everything you need to in Ganon's tower. Whereas if you've been collecting arrow upgrades all throughout the game, that's going to be a lot less of an issue now. Um, so I understand why it was changed because again, those aren't items, so I actually don't even know why they were there in the first place. But from a gameplay and execution standpoint, I certainly liked having all those extra bombs and arrows around. Um, since you would just get them while you're looking for other things, so mm-hmm. that's that's one that I wanted to bring up.
1: Yeah,
0: not much to say other than just like, oh, mem- remember that? That was nice. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, that's pretty much
0: what this is, so I think that's yeah, player- that's that very true
2: that's all it is I um I want to bring up a question for maybe her because I wasn't around for version 25 but you had me when you brought up these older patch notes I uh I was scrolling Mm -hmm. and I magically caught this bullet point special chest under Ganon removed in all (laughs) modes Whoa.
1: What? Yeah, I'm uh I'm not sure about this one either. I'm unfortunately I don't really remember much talk about this when it happened. Uh there is an accompanying uh video made by Sakura Tsubasa who used to make a video for every version that came out and went over all the patch notes. She might talk about that. I don't think she does. I think if I remember correctly, either when you EG and went to like the place, the Mm -hmm. underworld under Ganon. There was a chest in there that had like nothing in it or that was like God weird. I'll I'll watch the video later.
2: Yeah, maybe it's
1: explained in there. I can't I can really only speculate. I don't exactly remember what happened over there or what the special chest even was.
2: Yeah, I, I well, as soon as I kind of asked and you started talking, the first thing I thought was, you know, the room in like that layer, like din- beneath it has that third mm-hmm. torch that never goes that, out. That was and, what I was thinking of. And I'm wondering yeah. if it was like something on that tile, but it probably it, is. it might be. But mm. but to quote Temp, it would be rude of me to just watch this video right now while we're recording. <laughs> our podcast. So yeah, especially um, since
1: I don't even know if she talks about this, she might not, because that's probably something that's not super relevant to the normal player, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, is there anything else uh, in terms of like changes that have been made throughout the Rando's
2: history that you want to comment on? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh Always. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I started on 28, so that was like kind of me getting acclimated to the scene. Um, I know that I, uh, from the competitive side, I'm sorry, Tim, I- I'll say real quickly, I did like the capacity things getting removed because mm-hmm. it has messed me up in the past, uh, by, um, not paying attention to my inventory of bombs and arrows so it's stuff that you have to to know um some things that i think were good and i don't have like the exact version this happened on but the splitting of the functionality and the like i guess fill uh on hard mode and expert so you could have expert uh fill like item fill without expert Mm. functionality was really good Mm Mm-hmm um, oh, okay. I, I do enjoy that because it, it doesn't expert mode felt awful, like completely awful back in like 2018, because I think a red goo gave you a heart and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And it was abysmal. Your magic would drain super, 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 super fast. Um, so I think them switching that out was really good. Uh, I will say that I I like I did like that you can take that time if you need those safeties. I'm kind of backtracking here with those capacity things that Mm -hmm. they're just there to purchase inside the luck fairy where you don't have to uh, pay. Like if you've ever played vanilla and got these capacity upgrades from the luck fairy, you know that you have to just keep doing the text box over and over and throwing money, throwing money, throwing. And it's absolutely takes a long time. Abysmal. Yeah. Like. It's like the worst part of the game. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that the, the hints going away was really good. Um, I'm briefly, I know I'm just kind of briefly going over everything. Oh yeah, but hints. R.I.P. That was a thing. And I was very, I was very divided on progressive bows when it first came out. I thought it was a terrible idea. I'm still not sold. Yeah. It's the best idea. But no,
0: I, I guess I'm just like down to play with either one. Yeah, that's kind
2: of where I am. As long as I know yeah. what I'm getting into, I don't mind, mm. you know, playing it that way. Now, I will say I like that it, with the customizer stuff that Sinek has cooked up so we can, you know, get race ROMs of like the swordless, but the bow is the silvers, you know, that there's only mm. one. I, I genuinely appreciate that because two cool. two of those would be really dumb. Um, but that's kind of how everyone feels about like, you know, the previous main tournament where we had hard mode, but there were two bows and you know, the other one would turn into a green 20 and you never knew what it was until somebody told you, Oh yeah, I got the other bow. Interponent, opponent. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, that, that I get why that doesn't feel good. Um, so to speak, progressive bows doesn't bother me unless it like the pool matters. Uh, I guess that's kind of my shtick with that, but, um, Mm -hmm. I like that we have progressed to being able to have that slower, um, uh, slower, lower uh, crystal goals for Ganon and or GT. That's allowed for some fun stuff with mystery. Like mystery was kind of like a sub thing that wasn't like, you know, you can't generate mystery like directly from the website, but having those options on the website has made mystery, uh, you know, unique in that regard. Like whenever you play it, Same thing with like fast cannon versus Defeat, but that's true. We
0: kind of, I remember kind of thinking that everyone was going to be playing like six, seven, uh, you know, and that like reduced would be like the new way to make the game shorter. That didn't really happen. It's still pretty much seven, seven for everybody. But the fact that we call it seven, seven, because it can be changed, obviously is significant. And to your point, I feel like the only time I ever played one of those is because it happened to me in a, in a mystery. So
2: yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but yeah, like subtle changes like that along the way have progressively made things better. I really, um, I, I enjoyed that. We have the, the HUD customization as far as like the hearts, not because mm. for me personally, I, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough where I don't suffer from like colorblindness, but I know people do. Um, so I'm glad that that is there for them, but I'm also glad it's there for me so I can just make my hearts blue because why not? I want to make my hearts cool. Blue. Um, yeah. You know, just anything to, how, how do I say this? Like, I know we want to kind of keep the game as much vanilla as possible in a sense, you know, without making it inconvenient to play or something, um, having something to kind of make it your own, you know, in a way yeah. like sprites that, you know, the, the heart color MSU, yeah. MSU stuff like that. Those quality of life things are always fun, I think. And that's, you know, anytime we get something like that added in, uh, I I like it. You know, uh, that's, that's kind of my, my take, but, um, but yeah, like there hasn't been, I haven't been through the major revisions in a way because of, you know, starting when I did, but I mean, I've heard the tales of the, the mitts and level four sword coming out of escape. So, Hmm. um, it sounds like a dream nightmare scenario. (laughs) (laughs) The good old times.
0: I guess we can kind of cap off um, this conversation by just saying, you know, if you haven't ever gone through alttpr.com slash updates or slash your language slash updates, we'll put a link in the description as we normally do whenever there are, um, you know, updates that are rolled out. But it's pretty cool to just scroll through and see like when all the new sprites were released and then all of the bullet points and when changes happened and you know, maybe you'll remember the way that the game was before and got changed, or probably it was more likely for a lot of us, you'll see the way the game was before you even tried it. Uh, and you'd be kind of grateful and thankful for a lot of the, you know, developments that have been made. But um, I just think it's interesting to go through kind of these old versions and, and see some of the changes. So um, with that, we will wave goodbye to the ghost of Rando past, uh, wake up in a cold flop sweat, uh, maybe go downstairs, get a glass of water, go back up, try to get a little bit more sleep, and uh, after sleeping a little bit longer, uh, we will be visited by the ghost of Rando Present, and the ghost of Rando Present uh, wants to talk to us about festives. So we have been approached about doing, you know, full episodes about festives, and um, we never have before. We always just kind of mention this them in the it. news a little bit. <laughs> and this is yes, and now this is kind of it. So we've got about 20 minutes here to just talk about festives, maybe recall some of our favorite ones, share our general thoughts on festives. Um, and you know, just kind of get get it, get it all off our chest and kind of appease the folks that have you know kind of asked for this
2: as a topic. So get um, there. Can let's can, get it all out there. Can we give a disclaimer? or can I give a disclaimer before we before we start talking about this? <laughs>
0: D- depends on what you're trying to disclaim.
2: Well, none Probably. of uh, none of the three of us are devs, like obviously, right. and mm-hmm. uh, we don't even know what the limitations are because uh, sky's the limit with whatever they can do within the hardware. But the one this is kind of one of the reasons why we we haven't really done like us talking about festives in the past is because like it's all our opinion, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. And the devs may not have the same opinion as us, and they may have the exact same opinion. Maybe we give them an idea. Who knows? But anyway, that's that's just a d- little mini disclaimer, I guess.
0: I guess I want to start us off with kind of maybe a hot take. Maybe maybe it's more like kind of mild lukewarm. I don't know. I'll let you guys decide. But I, this is this is what hot, I want to say. Lukewarm?
2: It's just cold, dog. Like it's not
0: even. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Well, I'll throw it out there, and then you guys can put your fingers on it and see what the temperature is. Okay. Um. So. I think that the devs do themselves a disservice by releasing these incredible variations, ROM hacks on the ALTTPR experience and limiting them to a very short seasonal time of the year.
1: OK, uh, I don't think that's a really super hot tag, as you yourself mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anyone else
0: make that claim, though. Um, yeah. I just, you know, I, I think these, the, the work they do is incredible. It's, it's kind of, you know, uh, you know, th- just to throw like a quick example out there, the undertale boss from the winter festive a, a couple of years ago, or maybe it was last Spoilers. year. Um, it was <laughs> incredible. Like, I can't believe they made that, you know, and mm-hmm. it's since it's Christmas themed, we all kind of just put it away in January. Whereas if it was released, like kind of maybe reskinned, um, just to be completely not Christmas, but just like different, maybe, I don't know, sci-fi Western or something. Uh, it could be, it could exist and just kind of hang around a little bit longer as a as a mode as a, a spin-off of this game that people you know that maybe a, a tiny community forms around and plays a little more often gets more of the recognition that it deserves than just everyone plays it exactly one time some people play it twice and then it's done
1: uh yeah i think Generally, I do agree with what you're saying. I don't think like my solution would probably be a little different than incorporating it into the customizer or something like that. Okay. Uh, I think I would maybe I think I'd appreciate it or I think it would give them more deserved attention if they had like an archive section or something like that on the random like page. An, like an official one? like not yeah not not yeah. like a seed archive but like the page for the festive that leads back to whatever it generates in the background just archive that and be like here have a menu and then select a year in which festive and then it can just generate you one of those if you want to play it in the middle of whatever time it currently is
2: yeah i yeah. I, I would agree with that because you know, sometimes there's been, I wanted to play the festive, even if it was just like a, a themed one, like this past Halloween one was. and um, mm-hmm. I just wasn't able to uh, just like, because I didn't have time and I mean, it's gone. I, I could have, I mean, I could have generated seeds. That's on me, but you know, uh, there's no and, way to I mean, get back to it. Yeah. You know, officially, I guess.
0: And do you think maybe some of your motivation was killed by the fact that it was like just aesthetic Halloween changes and, it was past Halloween by the time you got
2: to it. Oh no! No, the reason to to it. The, the, the lack of motivation was entirely just I I didn't have the time. <laughs> mm, um, gotcha. Because I, I I didn't have the time, and then I found out that the you know the what was it? I didn't have really have the time for the uh, the Christmas holiday festive last year, and then like you know with the daily codes, and then. I think I played all of them. Um, what was it like on the 23rd and 24th? Like I split them up and it was a headache mentally for me because I was learning all those door rando stuff at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like the the lack of time is the only thing with the festives that like, because they're so short, like you said, you can't just go back to them. That's, that's the thing that I think is the biggest like, ugh, for me as an adult, you know, with a kid now, it's just, I, and you know, I don't complain about it because there's, I don't feel like I need to. Yeah. It's not worth going into the discord and being like, you guys suck because I couldn't play it. Like (laughs) that's stupid. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I think this is,
0: I think this kind of feedback is really valuable because it is, it's like, it's not the kind of thing that someone would just walk up and tell you. Cause like you, the fact that they make it at all, we should be grateful. I know I've said that exact same thing many times about these, but I do think there are, you know, I do, I have, I have thoughts, I have notes, I have feedback. So, so I, that's this one, is where we one share. thing
1: I do want to mention to this is that we, we don't really know how the back end of all this works. Yeah, And true. I think that might be a big part of the quote unquote problem, because if you're kind of imagining it just as a big machine sort of thing <clears throat> where they have to switch out all the insides to make it generate a festive. And for that amount of time, you can only generate a festive. <clears throat> I don't think that's how it works, right? You can always generate normal ROMs as well. Um, yeah, a you can generate normal ROMs. It's you just, can just generate a normal game or you can generate a festive game.
2: I think what it is is just in the URL. Um, I don't know where the loader is. Like, I don't know how it works, but I know it's yeah. like slash special or something is mm-hmm. like in the yeah. URL. So, okay. and they always use that one. They just update the website to reflect yeah. like that. Because if you go so, afterwards and type slash special or whatever, like it's like mm-hmm. this doesn't exist or it redirects you to the home page, which is what it just did for me.
1: So mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it might be like backend issues in whatever form they might appear are probably also part of it. But I think it should be possible in some way or form to, to have them be more permanent. Maybe not everyone, but the ones of the last two years or something like that.
0: I mean, at the very least, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, it could be nice to put links in the description to each one of the festives just to be like, hey, remember each of these and you can go back and read the description for each one. But like, I don't know, I don't think that exists. I, I don't think there's anything I can link to, you know, and that's mm-hmm. a shame because people worked really hard on them and they were they were fun. And I'd love to go back and, you know, at the very least, maybe see a couple screenshots or, a you know, a playthrough of each one, you know, that somebody did. So. I guess that's another, you know, note that I have is it would be great to, I've, I've mentioned in the past, I think all of them should have names. I think from now on they normally do, or they've started to have names since I said that. Uh, but I, you know, something to just like kind of commemorate or remember them would, would be really nice too.
2: Dawn of yeah. Tim's festive. That's, that's what I'll, the <laughs> next one that comes out is called that. No, don't please. No, <laughs> don't do that
0: um so yeah i don't know those are those are my main thoughts about festives i uh, like do you guys have any uh favorites from throughout the years that that you recall that you would you know that you have either fond memories of or would like to play again
1: i think the the i think last year's christmas festival yeah i think it was last year's with the codes and the rando stuff and so on and so forth i thought that was a fun one to watch at least i didn't personally play it but that was really like just kind of mind-blowing to see what is possible and what they did with it and how much work they poured into it and how well it all worked and you know just everything about it was really amazing and uh we were kind of talking about that before we started recording but Dante i think said they've kind of started to build themselves into a corner yeah. because they've released all this amazing stuff and now everyone just expects even crazier things totally
2: yeah and and that's yeah. it's kind of like we said this with like we even talked about tournament administration in the same regard because it was really easy to rabbit trail on um we've gotten to the point where just like everyone expects because it's been there it, it people are like why isn't it there you know like well because <laughs> it's special you know, like it it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy out of folks, not just one person. It's not just, Hey, we click the code and all of a sudden the code randomized and we got a new festive. I mean, I'm pretty sure we could do that and it might break a lot, but you know, (laughs) that would be fun in its own right. Um, but you know, they, we had the two years or the two festives of the crazy boss fights. Like there was the, the Halloween one with, uh, I think wart uh, from Mario two. Oh yeah. as Ganon, and it crashed some, you know, like that, that it's expected. Then we had, you know, like you mentioned the undertale one for, for something like that was really cool too. Um, and I, I was really yeah. excited for it, but they, they keep doing these amazing things when they do them. And I, I was, I just brought it up that I thought it was, it, it it's hard to keep one upping yourself. Um, in a way. So, hey, if you guys yeah. are listening, listen. I had the most fun playing the 2018 Christmas festive, uh, or ho- I keep mm. saying Christmas. I'm sorry. You can tell that that's the the holiday. Um, m- me and the my folks celebrate. celebrate. <laughs> yeah, the holiday yeah. festive. Um, yeah. And I, I say that because, like, that one from the racing perspective subtly changed the logic. Because you had the blue boots. We love boots, man. And they had the blue ones. And I like my heart color. I wanted some blue boots. Um, But I'll tell you, running across ice with those is the weirdest thing because it messes with your head if you you guys got to experience that. And see, there's probably some new players that are hearing this and saying, what are the blue boots? I didn't get to experience it. Basically, it it was like the ice shoes. It let you walk on ice without slipping inside of ice palace. and then like um, a lot of
0: the world was ice physics. Yeah. Right?
2: Any t- any place there was water in the overworld. It was now ice just just where it was water. it was also ice. The other thing to keep in mind, the subtle logic change was uh, you didn't need flippers to get into into swamp because all of the deep water was frozen. And mm-hmm. it was super cool to kind of, you know, see that um, you also didn't need a hammer to get into swamp because of the way the the ice worked i mean it's a little bit of a spoiler but um i, I guess tim you get to edit in there's spoilers abound in this episode but the
0: <laughs> the it was that's just not a spoiler that's well, well it, 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 it's, it's the that's past. that's actually that's an interesting point because that used to be part of the whole thing too was like when a new one came out like oh don't tell me what happened i want to know mm-hmm. like what's changed yeah. what's different mm-hmm. you know Yeah, that's a good point. So sorry. Anyway,
2: but yeah, people didn't get to experience that. And this is where like that disservice of not having maybe the, a backlog, like an official one, you know, even if it's already generated seeds, like just for, to access, I think is so, I mean, I didn't play the 2017 one because I was not in the community then, but the 2017 one I hear was really difficult and really funny because it was just ice physics everywhere. Like that was, that's the
0: one I was thinking of earlier and
2: (laughs) I want to try it. And I know there's like the unofficial sheet. I don't know where it is. I'm, I'm going to have to go dig it up for us to do our, um, to do our yeah. like BWS. So maybe I'll yeah. get me one to play, but I would love, absolutely love to play the game with nothing but ice physics. Like if that's the gimmick, <laughs> like whatever the gimmick <laughs> yeah. is, I just want to play it and see at least one time and just say, I got to experience it. So yeah. that's, I guess that's my hot take mm-hmm. for, for that. Um, I don't know if, that was yeah. good but yeah <laughs> <laughs> um my
0: uh I just just to you know throw out a couple specifics um I did want to give a shout out to the April Fools festive that we had um what I think that was in 2021 right I think that was this year um yes. was that was it fun. This year? I think so yeah huh yeah it um, might have been tease yeah i know it seems crazy but uh and you know maybe that's why we didn't get anything too crazy this year is because they a lot of effort went into that Mm -hmm. um but i think that was fun and there were even some toggles from that that made their way into the main version um like you know an enemy damage i think was one right something came from there anyway that was a cool mode um and then i did enjoy the uh the winter festive from last year, that was kind of a story that I think m- the German community had kind of m- mainly been responsible for creating. Uh-huh. It was just fun having like daily dungeons. I remember, you know, most nights, you know, after, uh, you know, like around 10 30, after my wife would go to bed, I would like boot up the latest one and listen to a podcast and play it. So I, I have fond memories of that. That was, that was a cool concept. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of the other ones that, uh, that, um, Dante and Herf have mentioned I've, Played at least once and, and enjoyed the werewolf one where you like
1: turn into werewolf. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that one yeah. was a little rough when it hit you at the wrong time. You just stood in front of I, the dungeon for like 15 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember I you mentioning
1: that you had some bad times with that one. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day.
0: But um any final thoughts about uh Festives? I do think we've, you know, we've made a lot of the points that I wanted to make at least.
1: Yeah, I think as a final thing, I'll just say, I think they're all great. Uh, I do think they should maybe take a step back and go for... This is not to say that the quality of any of them has been bad, but I feel like a more quality over quantity approach might be a not bad idea. Like I wouldn't mind not getting a festive for every holiday that exists under the sun if i get like two or three extremely cool and crazy festives a year mm-hmm.
2: i mean even so if it's just one like yeah, yeah even you if know? it's just one really yeah
1: As uh, and long, I, I, you I know,
2: know i say one like we expect like because i'm back i'm i'm we're, I'm putting that expectation out there you know um but mm-hmm. it's what we would like i guess is a good way
0: to it i think it seems reasonable yeah, yeah. Given and, what they've done in the past, which has usually been two or three a year, you know, one a year, uh, and like pick a different holiday or maybe it's not holiday. It's just like different, you know, yeah. it seems reasonable. And I, I guess, know.
2: let me ask you this, Herf. So like if you wanted one or two a year, um, mm-hmm. do they need to be in your head? Do they need to be like something outlandish and out there like the custom boss fights or do they need, or do you just like the, the subtle, or, or, or is it OK to just have maybe a subtle change, whether it be logic or just haha, you know, April Fool's, I got you. The dungeon door doesn't go where it normally is or isn't in the same spot. Like, is that is that like, I guess, quantified in your head as like a good festive?
1: Yeah, that's kind of hard to say, to be honest. I feel like it kind of sounds like I'm dodging the answer, but I feel like the whole package has to feel right, if that makes sense. Sure. Like, I mean, if, that, it's, yeah. if, it's, if it's too little, I'll feel like, yeah, okay, that's cool, but why would I play this over a normal seed just because it does like one thing or something?
2: Okay. But I don't so,
1: expect every one of them to be like an insane thing that totally converts every boss fight into something insane and changes everything up.
2: Yeah. Like, so so, my, my point know, with that was like, you're not expecting all of a sudden all of the alt TPR bosses or the link to the past bosses to be like replaced with 2d versions of a fight from ocarina of time and majora's mask to you <laughs> yeah, know no. like yeah like we don't need something crazy like that i guess is kind of the the point i was trying to i guess make or yeah. ask there
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: guess there's like the aesthetic changes
0: and, and music changes. And then there's like gameplay changes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, I think they are both usually pretty, pretty prominent in, in most festives. Uh, the gameplay ones are the ones that I tend to really remember. Um, but, you know, uh, sprite changes is, is definitely cute. It could be cute in the right you know moment. It's always like a good chuckle to see like what they changed
1: to. Um, yeah, I feel, I think yeah. that's the part of the whole package thing that I mentioned. I feel like they, they, The Sprite changes alone might be fun, but are they enough? And the Sprite changes are maybe not what sticks in your mind in the end, but they give the whole thing a certain feel while you're playing it, and it really, you know, adds to it. It's really cool that they did that along with everything else that's going on in the in the Mm -hmm. festive. All right.
0: Well, uh, the the ghost of Rando present now uh, guides us gently away from that window we were looking into, the festive window. Um, We we drift back to sleep again, wake up. As you can tell, I don't remember exactly how the Carol (laughs) goes. There's like some stuff in between, I think, but I don't know for sure. Uh, But I do know that the next thing that happens is we fall back asleep. And we are woken by a grim visage, uh, and it is the face of death itself. And instead of bringing us to our own tombstone so that we can shriek in terror at it, it instead asks us a question about the future of ALTTPR. This is specifically something I've wanted to talk about with you guys for quite a while. Um, We've sort of broached the subject in a lot of our different conversations, but I want to talk a little bit about ALTTPR and going mainstream. So... Right now, I think we can all agree that this is a pretty niche kind of uh, corner of gaming, of uh, the internet, of competitive gaming, of whatever you want to call it. This is it's you don't expect people to know what ALTTPR is if you just like pick a random person off the street. It's very rare. Whereas there are a lot of video games and a lot of video game scenes where. You know, you can at least kind of reference it, or people who play games have have heard of it. Um, even people who game often have not really heard of alttpr most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so, and and I wanted to talk about, you know, is are we all kind of cool with that, or do some of us maybe desire to see alttpr kind of more widely accepted and more widely known in gaming or just in in the world in general? So I guess let's just kind of start there. As we as I broached this subject uh, behind the scenes before we started recording, Dante, you had you had a pretty strong reaction um to even just that first prompt. So no do you were- want to weigh in with your thoughts about mainstream ALT TPR?
2: There no, your question was different. So the question was, um, what if Rando was behind like a big big name game dev? Uh mm-hmm. or um and then you had something else like would it be better or worse like would it be better would it be worse and i just said yes to all of the above like you know would it be bad <laughs> for the community yes okay like that was another thing that came up I, I think it would because we would lose our touch and it would be whatever they gave us and i think we've said this before on the podcast but it would it would feel too much maybe like procedurally generated maybe like binding of isaac not saying that's a bad game but what we know and love i think would change and go away i think we'd lose a lot of the core people we have now. And I think we would gain a lot of other people that would be like the new generation, if that makes any sense. Mm. Uh, And Mm. not saying that our generation is the best generation and you guys who aren't here yet suck. But I'm saying Mm. that if we get locked into it's this way or the highway, that's when there's a lot of people who are going to probably be done. And then that makes the Mm. community smaller. Mm.
0: I think Maybe part part of like what I kind of struggle with is it's like there is a lot about ALTTPR that is great, that's exciting. And we've outlined that kind of around this time last year in our love letter to ALTTPR episode. But there are just as many things that make it so hard to get into. And I wonder about trying to eliminate some of those barriers to entry. And when we talked about our is ALTTPR too hard episode, I think that's the really the core of what I was trying to get to is like, is this game too difficult for just like some random person to pick up and get really excited about and get into? Um, It's not helpful to ask this community that question, because the answer for all of them is yes, because they made the leap. Um, But the bigger question is, okay, let's say that it is a little easier and more people get into it. Is that desirable? Did is that something we wanted? Does that help us? Does that hurt us? Is that good? Is it bad? I don't. And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. But I do um, love to kind of hear different people's perspectives on it. I kind of think I'm leaning towards like. I mean, I I would like for more people to know what ALTTPR is and to have a, at least a basic understanding of it, or maybe have seen a playthrough of it one time on YouTube or something. As it is right now, like even that is sort of difficult. Um, I will say right now, and then I'll, I'll turn the mic over as it were, uh, right now, um, a very famous podcaster who I've talked about a few times on this show named Griffin McElroy is doing a playthrough of a randomizer seed on his YouTube channel. Um, each of those videos is getting, you know, in the neighborhood of 50 to 80,000 views per episode, which I think is probably the most exposure ALTTPR has got in a long time since probably like GDQ appearances. Um, so I just wanted to comment on that and say that I love that. Not only am I greatly enjoying the series cause it's one of my favorite podcasters playing through one of my favorite video games, but I love that he's kind of, you know, uh, you know, showing other people this game that might not have known about it and potentially, you know, welcoming them into the community. I think that's great. Um, so I know I just threw a lot of different stuff out there um, and changed, <laughs> changed directions a few times. But um, what do you guys uh, hear in particular? We haven't heard from you yet. What are your thoughts about like ALT TPR becoming more I, I want to just say like popular?
1: Yeah. So here's my my personal take on this. And I don't mean to offend anyone. And I especially don't mean to offend you Tim, or anything with what I'm going to say. But I personally think a. Um, I don't necessarily agree with ALTTPR still being such a niche thing. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, compared to whatever Counter Strike or something like that, yeah, of course. But there have been quite a number of like YouTubers and personalities, quote unquote, who've dabbled in rando seeds of all varieties. I think I remember like a. Uh, pro jared video maybe from years ago and like a completionist video and you know everyone kind of dipped their toes into it a little bit so i'm not sure if the if 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 it's really that niche anymore and now to the point where i said i hope i don't offend anyone it's not really going to be anything offensive i don't think but i think you want this to be more popular and to be a bigger thing because you personally have such a big love for this game and you enjoy alttp and you enjoy rando a lot and you love this game and you wish you could share it with everyone that you know because you think it's amazing and great yeah and i think that's absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. and Guilty think, charged. yeah of course and i think that's totally cool and totally viable and totally fine but i think you're maybe not a special case in that way but you're how do i put this i feel like to even be interested in alt a lot of very special things need to come together you <clears throat> need to have played or enjoyed or in some way experienced link to the past you need to hear about rando you need to be interested in it you know stuff like that if you're just an i don't know an xbox kid or whatever you probably see this game and you're like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. And then you don't even know the difference between normal Link to the Past and rando.
0: Ooh, I just thought of something. Okay. <laughs> if you uh, are planning on playing the game Inscription, just skip ahead like 30 seconds because i'm about to spoil it but (laughs) herf imagine so like inscription i think one of the fun things about that is like it's the same game kind of like three times right Mm -hmm. the core of the game is very much the same but like the rules around it change the items change the graphics change the sound effects change Mm -hmm. so like i and this is uh, one of the things i was trying to get out with the love letter to Alttpr. I think, you know, it's easy to be like, OK, A Link to the Past. Obviously, this game is like a version of A Link to the Past. So you have to love that game in order to get this. Mm-hmm. Imagine a world where uh, it, the game plays exactly like ALTTPR, but it doesn't use Zelda at all. It's It uses a completely different world, but all of the different systems still work the same. It's, it's a, a randomized item, static world kind of situation where you feel the same kind of way playing it that you do playing mm-hmm. ALTTPR. Mm-hmm. So that's I guess what I'm getting at. like I the idea the spirit of ALTTPR I don't necessarily agree with you that like you have to have a love for a link to the past to I get think into it. I I I, <laughs> I I don't think I mean may, in its current state maybe you do but you know I think that like those ideas could be translated somewhere else and I would love to see someone try. You know, and or I would you- be interested to see what happened if they did.
1: Before you've got, for example, uh it's different gameplay, but we've talked about this before. The the bloodstained curse of the moon, no circle of the moon, which one's the actual game ritual and not the, the night. Yeah, ritual, ritual of, of, the of the night. night. So that Maybe. that's got a built in like a death built in randomizer that's apparently pretty good. Apparently not perfect, but pretty good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh I, I personally don't know how, how well it fares, how many people are playing it. I know we had at SGL, we had a tournament of it, but that had another player made or like user made randomizer on top of the already established randomizer. I think just to be able to tweak some more options. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like that people have sort of experienced. Experiment with the Brando formula, if that's more what you're getting at. Mm. Because, or are you, you know, it's kind of hard to figure out, are you basically talking about a reskin of Link to the Past, more or less? Yes, I, I am basically talking about a reskin. Okay. So I still think, even if you change the way things look and make it, like, independent of what Link to the Past is, you still need to have that nostalgia for the top-down perspective and how the game plays with only a D-pad, no analog sticks, and only like four buttons and two shoulder buttons. And, you know, all the stuff that we take for granted. It, it's I think that there's a chance for it to be more popular. And I think we see that in our community growing and constantly having new people come in. But I don't think it really has a chance to like blow up and be a huge thing that like i don't know like among us or fall guys or something like that you Mm -hmm. know
0: yeah i i don't think i would want that i i feel like again it's just my personal opinion but like it feels to me like it deserves at the very least the kind of attention that like an indie darling would get like if a studio were to release what is essentially an a reskinned alt tpr like A lot of review sites would be like, wow, this is a really fun, fresh way to play a game and the replayability is through the roof and like it would end up on like game of the year list at the end of the year. Like to me, that's like the quality of rando. Um, Like I'm obsessed with it in a way that like some people I think get obsessed with some games that are like that that come out. Mm -hmm. does that that make any sense at all i don't don't know Uh, i just feel like it feels (laughs) underappreciated i guess is maybe what i'm trying to get at Mm -hmm. and again maybe that's just because i love it like you said you know guilty as charged for sure but um i don't know i feel like this is a topic that i'm just going to keep coming back to Uh, yeah uh, what do you got tanti all
2: right so what about a link to the past randomizer sets it apart in your eyes from every other Zelda or any genre of game randomizer that thinks this deserves the most attention and praise of any other randomizer. Like what, like that, like that's, that's the, that's the vibe I've gotten from you that that's how you feel. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of putting those words in your mouth. So that's Mm -hmm. why I'm asking this question this way. Like, there has got to be something very specific that, uh, stands out to you. Um, So a few
0: thoughts. One is the uh, this is one of the only randomizers I've ever played. So uh, comparing it to other randomizers like that, it's a conversation to have, but it's not necessarily what I'm. Okay. talking about I guess is like saying that this is the best random I- I'm not saying that I'm saying the experience of playing this game is, is as good as many other games that I've played um, whether they're okay. randomizers or not but uh, to, to answer your question more directly of like why is this special I've tried to answer that before and I've come up with randomized item static world where you know where the location of, of, of everything and like where things could be and you have to go see if they are there or not to the, to where it also it brings in the like Texas Hold'em-esque like gambling on what you should do versus what you shouldn't and the payoff versus, um you know, finding out mm-hmm. that you were wrong. Those are the elements I think that really set it apart.
2: Okay, so that's where like, my my BWS for you, Temp, is find another randomizer and play it one time of a game of a game you like or maybe liked as a kid, if you can. And it's not going to be the same experience. You can't go into it with that mindset. But I think I think and I, again, like her said, I'm not trying to like pin you on this, but I, we're, the three of us are here because we like link to the past, right? Like the game was good; it was probably part of our childhood. We, you know, we really, really liked that game. We probably replayed it as teenagers, adults. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm kind of putting that's that's what I did, and mm-hmm. that in and of itself is why I think this randomizer is the best one. But you know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll jump on the temp train with that. It's the best one. It deserves to. Everybody needs to know about it but it's because of my experience with the game, the, that vanilla game. And I think there are people that probably don't listen to this podcast that say that about Majora's mask, Ocarina of time or final fantasy four or uh super Mario RPG. Cause I know there's a randomizer for that too now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like, this is the best thing ever. I'm reliving this amazing game over and over in different ways and they're just like you they're not wrong but their view i feel is very biased based off of off of that like you know temp.msu webpage gives alttpr a 10 out of 10 but uh john doe over here who played ocarina of time growing up gives alttpr a 2 out of 10 2d graphics no analog stick game sucks. Uh, where's my 3d and my 24 FPS. Um, (laughs) but that's kind of my take with that, but let's let let me, I'm not even give you a chance to respond. I'm just going to shift us real hard. (laughs) Like I'm jerking the controls of the bus. We're taking this bus back to, I've said enough, honestly. Yeah. We're taking the bus back to rando going mainstream. Um, I, I think to do that, like we've seen sponsored tournaments, right um mm-hmm. in the past we've seen solsky previous guest on the show do an invitational tournament where uh there was a cash prize uh for smz3 that's kind of alttpr because of the the half there um we've seen dunka now give away one super nt and in the process of potentially doing a second one for an invitational tournament based off of your placement in a ladder season for a specific mode Um, those are steps to now, granted, these are all community funded in a way. Uh, those are steps to, to do such things. The biggest thing we've ever had of a sponsorship would be say speed gaming where a a corporation that does other things outside of ALTTPR, uh, offer up a monetary prize in some way, shape or form for winning a tournament. We see games like League of Legends, Overwatch, Hearthstone with, you know, hundreds of thousands of viewers. One, because their games are good. And two, uh, the devs of those games are backing things as well as like other sponsors to fund those tournaments. And because there's so much money, it draws in more people. And uh, that's kind of where I think there's a little bit of lacking. Like there's very little, I think our devs, they're great, but I don't think there's much they can do legally to acquire tons and tons of money to try to get said backing because we're taking a Nintendo game. Now they did reskin it in the past. You know, uh, we had the Game Boy Advance theme in a festive, uh, that was a -hmm. nice reskin. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, if you just take this exact game with, and rename the dungeons, but give them the same layout and give it the same overworld layout, rename the character, give it a different sprite. I mean, at that point, that's just kind of called plagiarism, I think, um, which makes it even harder for like a game studio to do that, like to take it. And, you know, you, it's it's wrong. It's it's similar to, and we're not going to get on this, but it's similar to like, you know, the rando codes open source. And then there's like the open source of OBS studio. And then Streamlabs is like, I made this. Um you know that that was a a big thing for a while with their streamlabs obs program uh and then they you know but there's a lot of there's a lot of litigation to get something to be mainstream there's a process everything starts out small unless it's just got millions of dollars in the back pocket to fund and promote it and make it where people see it and we don't have that but uh could it ever get there sure um May not be in my rando think, career lifetime, though.
0: I think it's just going to take one or two enterprising individuals who make the decision to rebuild ALTTPR with, a, with its own IP uh, and, it, you know, try their best to recapture the intricate experience that mm-hmm. is the logic and, you know, what items open what and all that good stuff. And then, like you said, you know, put a ton of money into it, try to market market it uh you know get people to play it take a ton of feedback build a community around it I think that you know it would it would basically be a spiritual successor successor to ALTTPR. that's like kind of the only way I could see it happening yeah not actually ALTTPR itself for the reasons you mentioned legality being the primary one
2: and you mentioned like this uh McElroy guy um yeah and, and I don't say it that way to be disrespectful I just say it that way because uh, you know, I'm looking at the two videos he's done so far. He's done two sessions with Alttpr. He streamed them live. Um, he's got 137,000 views on one video, and that was 11 days old. And then his four day old video has 69,000 views. Nice. Um, nice. But the, the, the problem with this is um, fame and stuff is relative because when you brought this up, I literally asked you, who is that? <laughs> yeah i i maybe maybe i should know because i'm part of a podcast but um i had you can't n- know every podcaster that's insane well, <laughs> I, I understand like when you gave me his you know one of the longest running podcasts and you know me googling this you know this guy it, it, it was like oh yeah. okay I, that's kind of cool like i, I learned yeah. you know et cetera, et cetera. but like i had no clue who he is so there's a lot of people who don't know who he is um and so, like, just having him do it, and, and even if we had every, well, I mean, YouTuber what do you want, like Brad Pitt to play it? Heck like, I mean yeah, dude, on. that'd be like- one of the like if, if you're that'd be like one of the sexiest podcasts or YouTube videos ever. Um, but <laughs> I mean, just because just because he's not like alter famous, I don't think that. I mean, what's your point? What's your point? Well, I I, I kind of don't. I, I just I'm I'm touching on everything you said. Like, I do think okay. that's a good thing. Like for alttpr, that'll get that'll probably spark some interest from maybe some people who don't just watch this guy, but they they enjoy challenges and gaming and maybe that game. And they're like, I had no idea this existed. Like, that's a really Mm -hmm. good way to like outreach. I'm bringing that up now to say what, you know, kind of where Herf took me to with the way you view it, Randomizer. You don't have a TV Mm -hmm. show, but you have a podcast. So I can't really call you a televangelist, but that's what I feel like that temp Mm -hmm. is for ALTTPR like have you heard the good news about ALTTPR <laughs> let let me tell you about it and i think it's it's a very good thing in a way um just because like there may be somebody that loves a link to the past like i was saying with the the McElroy video um that just doesn't know this exists and it, it's it's really cool and you you know obviously you let me and herf come on here and just shoot our mouth off and, mm-hmm. and make jokes at our own, like all three of our own expenses. But, uh, but yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's, I, I think like, no matter how much I want to convince you that there's other really good randomizers that I, I don't think I'm going to be able to because, uh, of the, the love you have for this.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> I, um, in the interest of time, I'm, I'm going to abridge kind of, you know, what I would normally say. I'm not going to be able to respond to sort of all of that, yeah. but I, I, one thing I, I don't think we're going to be able to see eye to eye on is I don't think that a love for a Link to the Past is necessary right. in order to get really into ALTTPR. Cause I mean, did I play it as a kid? Yes. Did I love it? Yes. But like, I never thought as an adult I would be playing a variation of the game once a week for like four years in a row. You know, like that was, it's, I, that's, it's not that that got me here. It's the intricacy of the logic and the gambling and things we've talked about a million times. But, i just i just don't agree that you because like you you said a few a few times you've been like oh hey there's alttp i used to love that game let me watch it more and that's how i got into randomizer and i just don't agree that that has to be the path that people take i don't i think people could have never played alttp at all and still get really into people Rando.
2: come to randomizer from all walks of life and they can come yes. as they are <laughs>
0: indeed indeed Come on down, down, That's like gospel music and we're like to the creek, you know. <laughs>
1: Come on down now. Come on <laughs> down now. <laughs>
0: okay. So, all right, it's done. Sorry. Uh okay, so and then I think what happens is like we wake up and it's Christmas morning and uh This is actually a bad story because we went to sleep loving Rando and we woke up yeah (laughs) loving Rando. So we actually haven't changed at all. We've learned nothing. Um, But we are going to buy a $20 turkey and give it to an orphan. So um, that is the end of this uh, Rando Carol. Uh, So I'm closing the book on that right now. And let's go ahead and wrap things up. All right, so we can't quite get out of here until we've done one more thing. We need to talk about some rando resolutions for 2022. Um, first, let's recap 2021. I think the one that I said was I was going to try to write one song a month for temp.msu. Uh, I'm happy to say I definitely have written at least 12 songs, actually way more than 12 songs for Timp.MSU, and I'm planning on releasing Timp.MSU in hopefully about two weeks or so i'm aiming for december 31st might be a couple days late depending on you know we got some stragglers we're trying to finish up but um i would say i was successful in that resolution so i'm happy about that uh and for 2022 resolution i'm gonna give myself one easy one i'm gonna finish a cross keys seed at some point because i played like five or six of them in preparation for league and i never finished one of them uh, so i would love to finish a cross key seat at some point uh and i'm definitely gonna release tip.msu i might I might even do that before 2022 but just to make sure it's codified like i will release tip.msu in 2022 at some point so that's a kind of a resolution i guess
2: december 31st 2022 <laughs> no it'll be way <laughs> before
0: then way 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 before then um what about you guys does anyone have any random resolutions? absolutely not okay Dante, any rando resolutions
2: i don't know if it's not rando i've been um been playing nmg uh Ooh, nice. and um i i was like you have okay, a time
0: you want to try to get
2: i don't know i don't want to put those expectations in my head because if i do then i'm gonna obsess over it and i i, I need to learn how to speed run first because you have to have a different mindset i, I had a conversation with airy about this um uh he was hanging out in one of my chats where i was playing vanilla and you know people have seen me play dance games my goal in that is to hit 100 and you are never going to have a run in any any game that has any rng variants where you're going to hit 100 um you can have a really good one where it feels like you hit 100 but I, you're not a TAS, so, you know, you're not going to be able to theoretically do that. Mm. So I have to kind of switch my mental game up. I, I initially promised two people, I won't call them out, that uh, I just said in a Twitch chat one day, you know what, I will play NMG again and I'll get above, like below a 130. like Because my, my PB mm. after like three attempts was like a 132, and... um And then I actually got like a one twenty nine fifty nine the other day and I was like, well, that was that was fast. But uh, it was actually really funny just because I thought I threw it away and it was like a one twenty nine fifty nine point six seven. And I'm so glad there was an auto splitter because if there wasn't, I would have probably hit it late or, you know, just to try to not get my hopes up. Yeah, it was it was was spooky, but it, it worked out. And um, I don't That's know. Awesome. I'd like to push it lower. Uh, it's been fun learning learning that from a different aspect.
0: It, is it reasonable to just say like 129? That feels pretty attainable.
2: Right? I think I think right now at my current state, I could probably get a 128. I okay. would need to tighten up a lot of movement and uh and boss fights on the low percent. and the
0: blue blue balls too.
2: Yeah, probably stuff like helps. that. Um, I I know I would need to tighten up a lot of movement uh efficiency to get a 127 but uh, do I think I'm a 125 runner down the line it honestly just depends on how much time I put in I don't really think I don't foresee myself putting in that much time with NMG uh, but you know a 128 now I guess would be kind of cool since I, I already broke the 130 but uh, yeah. I I don't really have any aspirations I, I'm going to say let's see if we can learn some stuff from NMG and apply them to rando to make me a more efficient player if i can we'll see
0: okay not super actionable but you know that's fine (laughs) i (laughs) I think you should do the 128 just just let's just do it i know you can i know you can do it
2: all right well all right well i'll I'll say i'll try And and get a 128 before before the end of 2022 like <laughs> yeah
0: and, and then you can post triumphantly in the rando resolutions channel if you if you pull it off all right which will it. probably be in like two weeks so don't even worry about it, it. might
2: it might be if if i keep getting advice from airy uh and others that have been so kind to offer uh strats and stuff and help king if you don't know who that is so help king mm. really good bot has really good memes too if you know the commands but um, <laughs> I'll just, Please. I'll figure stuff out. Landmo's hard, man. That's all I got to say.
0: <laughs> I hear you on that. I've, I've, I've heard that's one of the hardest parts of NMG.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, cool. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, you can find me maybe writing a little bit more music, although I've been doing a lot more of that offline, uh, twitch.tv slash temp underscore. And yeah, for my rec, I'll just say again, one more time. I'm working on Timp.msu. I feel pretty confident I can have the MSU pack out. You know, on the 31st, maybe the first or second, if it's just a couple of days late for the Spotify version, that's going to be a little more complicated than I initially had anticipated. Hopefully I can at least get like, you know, Bandcamp or even just like a, a link on, on the Go Mode podcast website up where you can download it if you really want it. But the goal is to eventually get it up on Spotify. And that's how I listen to all my music. I know that's how I would want it if I was waiting for someone to release it. So um, I'm still working on it. That is all, uh, you know, being worked on. I'm very, very excited for people to hear it. And uh, yeah,
1: that's that's my shout out. Who's next? Yeah, I'll go next, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at twitch.tv slash Erfie Uh What about my recommendation for this week? I guess most recently I've played through Guardians of the Galaxy on my PS5. Oh, It's uh, fun. Yeah, I was very weary of the game or wary, mm-hmm. I guess. Just not sure what to expect because the Avengers game that they released was really cramp. Hmm. Uh, but this one turned out to be pretty damn good. Uh, the the gameplay itself is, you know, upper average, I'd say. But the story and the presentation and everything, they really nailed it. You just, you know, its uh, I really enjoyed it. And I've played through it twice already. Nice. Yeah,
0: I've heard good things about that game. That Yeah, for kind of the same stuff you said, like, oh, Marvel game, this is probably not going to be good. But then oh, that's actually pretty, pretty good. Fun, like yeah. dialogue trees and stuff. hmm Yeah. Dante, what about you my friend (sighs)
2: oh i don't know um i've said this one before uh and i'll probably end up saying this again next episode but we have finally 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 near the end of all of my house repairs slash renovations and uh, shout outs to people who work in that field because uh, (laughs) it it's so tedious and I don't have the patience for it. I'm glad there are people in the world who do and have the skill to do it um, and like work through those uh, those trials and stuff. But but yeah, like it uh, we we finally got our back bathroom back and it's just a matter of putting down some uh, flooring, I guess, like some decorative top layer flooring in the rest of some rooms of our house to be completely done, which will be starting the week after Christmas and hopefully only take a week. So I'm looking forward to that being completed uh that's my shout out (laughs) very nice i know you're excited about (laughs) that cool all right well thank you
0: all so much for listening to another holiday themed episode of go mode let's see so um we will go ahead and mirror out but as the last thing i'd like to say for this episode um just to make sure that we're on theme last one of 2021 oh yes the last one of 2021 rn jesus bless us everyone.